I'm sitting on the dock, walking around, thinking about what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I know why I was brought back to this planet. I know why. And it's kind of like, well, not kind of like, I understand that everything that has happened to me so far has been preparing me for the mission that I was brought here to do. And things were just kind of slipped right into my life and I, and I wasn't paying much attention. But as I reflect back now to everything that's happened, it's like, dang, that's why that went down. This is why that happened. I'm talking about as far back as um, 2002. I can, I can remember back to 2002. And, and I'm sure that there's been times prior to that but 2002 is definitely uh, I, I, I can um, I can attest that that is that's when I understood what my my purpose in life was. And I'll tell you, it was back in 2002. I was in Fort Sill, Oklahoma. I had just joined the Marine Corps um, and uh, it was cold. It was so cold. We were running PT and. Um, there was a guy, I don't remember his name, a black dude. He was a corporal. He had that move from one job to the next. And the job that he chose was the same job I was in, which was artillery. And he, it, again, it was freezing cold outside. We had to go and run. We run like uh, four, three or four miles. I don't remember how long it was. But this guy was out calling Cadence. And when he got out there and called Cadence and, you know, all of the, PFCs at that time, I, yeah, I was a private first class. All of the PFCs were running and, and, and repeating the words that he was saying. His, his cadence was so motivating. When I heard him say it, I, 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 I no longer remember that it was cold. I didn't even think about it being cold because everything on the inside of me was warm. I remember feeling the, the sensation of warm. I remember being hot on the inside. And his words was just like, I was mesmerized. I'm, I'm paying attention to every single vowel, each syllable. And I'm just like, that is what I'm supposed to be doing. I should be out there calling that cadence, motivating other people. And I can do it. I know I can do it. But I didn't, I never had called cadence before. But I knew that after that day, I was going to be calling cadence and motivating people on runs. That's that's where it stopped. I knew that that's what I was supposed to be doing was calling cadence and motivating people. And at that time, I think, uh, let's see, 2002. Uh, I was like I was 19 about to about to turn 20, I think something like, yeah, I, I was 19. I was so fired up about that, uh, that cadence run to when we got back off the run. Again, I, I, I wasn't even cold. And it was snowing. It was snow on the ground. I was no longer cold. We got uh, back to the barracks. And I started making up cadence. I was writing them down in my little, in my little notebook. Never had run on a cadence run. Uh, never called cadence before. And as a PFC, 
I was like, yo, I'm going to be doing that. So I was jotting things down here and there within the next few months and just jotting stuff down and getting prepared because I knew one day I'm going to be out there calling cadence and I want to tell a story to, to those who's listening to me while I'm running. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't want to sing a, a, a cadence song that other people heard before. I want some brand new stuff that is unique to me, and I made it. So nobody can even. People would just be like, "Dang, that was that was man, that was motivated." And that's what I did. I still remember my first cadence that I wrote, and we'll get to that at a later time, if I even record it. If I, if I, you know, I'm just kind of talking, rambling to myself right now. But I knew that's what I was supposed to be doing. And uh, from that moment forward, that's, that's what it was. That's what it was with me, period. You couldn't tell me anything other than that. Until um, June 4th, 2011. That's the day, if y'all, those that don't know me, that's the day that I got blown up in Afghanistan. I mean, and I knew for sure, like, I, I know I was, I was dead. Like, I never had... To my knowledge, I've never died before, but I knew at that instant, I ain't making it another second. So I knew I was going to be dead. And it was, uh, I, I was actually cool with it. I was okay with that because <laughs> I, it's me that joined the Marines. I, I joined this thing and, and, and nobody made me sign up. You know, I, I knew I was going to miss my wife. I knew I was going to miss my kids, but it was, I was actually cool with that. I was okay. I knew my wife and my kids would have been straight. And, um, I didn't know what was going to happen to me next. I didn't know. But whatever it was, I was down. I was ready. Game. I'm good. Because I, I, I was acceptance of what, what had just went down. Like, I got blown up. And we lost. <laughs> and um, I didn't. I didn't die. I, man, I hold up. Put it like this. I don't know what happened. I, I'm going to tell you all what I think. I think at that moment... One of the things that's, that could have happened was my spirit was swapped out. That's what I think, for real. I think that either my spirit was swapped out or at the second that explosion happened, uh, I was protected by a mass amount of spirits or some energy force. Some, something protected me that day and I did not die. Um, at, at least to my knowledge, I, I didn't die. I mean, I, my brain goes all over the place when it comes to that pre uh, precise moment. But I do know one thing. That is when things started to change as far as my purpose in life. I always knew that my purpose was to motivate people. And I learned that, in, like I said, in 2002. Well, after June 4th, 2011... That's when I started noticing that other things were talking to me. And, I, and not just talking, but they were present. And I see them. Now, when I say see them, I don't mean see them with my own two eyes. It's, it's weird. I don't know how to really explain it to if anybody were to hear what I'm saying right now. But I couldn't see them with my two eyes. But I could. I know they were present. I felt them. I could see everyone in the room. And this was, man, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but I was in uh, uh, Wounded Warriors in Balboa Hospital. I'm talking blown up. I got a walker, can't walk without it. 
And when I realized that I was not in that hospital room by myself, I was able to stand up. I was able to stand without that walker. I actually fell down to my knees. I was crying. I, I, I wasn't crying because I was scared. I was, I was confused, like, what is going on? Why are y'all in this room with me? I said, man, no, y'all can't be here, man. I'm cool. And I know that nobody else can see y'all but me. And that's when I started realizing real quick that everybody in that room was my ancestors. And it was a lot of them. And it's like, I, I hope, I hope uh, this makes sense when I say it, but it was like, they were like, it's about time you noticed us, man. We've been trying to get your attention for years. And, and I, was, I was just like, wow. So I had gotten into a car accident back in like uh, 2003. I think it was 2003. Total loss. Got hit by a drunk driver. I didn't get a scratch on me and my car got totaled. And, and one of the spirits in the room was like, man, you remember that time you got in that car accident, dog? Man, that was me, dog. I protected you, man. Because I knew one day this was going to happen. You was going to realize that it, that, that it was something else other than, other than you that, 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 that um, got your back. And then when I was in Afghanistan, we, there, was a, there was sniper gunfire. Me and my boy was walking, and, and the, the bullets went right past our head. We heard it. <laughs> and it hit the Hesco barriers. We saw the round impact the Hesco barriers. We hit the ground. We started running. And one of the spirits was like, yo, you remember that time, man, they started shooting? Hey, dog, that was me, man. I made sure that, that round didn't hit none of y'all, man. And I was like, get, get out of here. You tripping. I was like, no, nah, man, I'm tripping. No, I am tripping. This is not happening to me. And then uh, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. So we was, uh, you know, years ago, I ain't going to say too much names about this one, but we was at a place called um, the Homecoming for North Charleston versus somebody. It was North Charleston Homecoming. And there was a shootout. Uh, and, and I happened to be involved in that. And, man, when them police started running with them dogs, man, well, and I tell you, I was running so fast, I bailed. Went behind this place called John C. Calhoun. I was hiding behind some apartments. And, and one of them was like, yo, you remember that time they were shooting out there in North Charleston? Man, I made sure none of them bullets hit y'all, man. Police didn't find you or nothing, dog. We got you on this one, man. Dog, when I tell y'all, I was like, yo, this is crazy. This is crazy. Why are y'all telling me this? Like, why is this happening to me? And I am, uh, I cannot make this up. I'm not just sitting out here walking on this dock, making this up as some type of story. This happened to me for real. So I wasn't, again, I wasn't scared. I was just confused trying to get a grip on things as to why is this happening to me? So, um, you know, this again, I'm in the hospital trying to trying to trying to grasp all of this stuff and understanding now that, yo, this is now a part of my life. I have assistance. I got people. I got a force that's around me and they're down to help me. So I, I, uh, I called my I called my wife and told her about it. She immediately believed me. I called my mama, my daddy. I told them about it. They uh I don't know. I, I think they believe me, but I don't know. I really don't care. Um, I told my brother, sister, and I started calling all kinds of people and just telling people like, yo, something crazy going on with me. Something, something's happening. But then I, I kind of realized like, wait a minute, I think I need to chill. I probably don't need to be saying this to everybody because people going to think I'm crazy. So I, I stopped. I stopped telling people. But the very next day I was walking 
uh, to one of my appointments with I got the walker, of course, and I'm, I'm so I can say I'm limping to my appointment by use of my walker because my leg all blown up, my left side is blown up, and I stopped and just started. I said, "All right, I know y'all here and y'all can hear me, so I'm gonna just ask the question. This is the number one question that has always been on my mind." Because I knew my daddy, my actual, my daddy, Willie Jones, is something different. And this is back in 2011. I knew my daddy was not regular. So I asked the question, hey, who is my daddy? What is my daddy? Because that man is not a regular man. So tell me. And so one of the, I don't, I don't know him. I don't know his name. But one of the spirits was like, all right, man, I'm, I'm glad you asked. That's a good question. All right, so your daddy, right? Everybody think your daddy's name is Willie Jones. Your daddy's name ain't Willie Jones, man. Your daddy's name Johnny. So I was, I'm, I'm uh, listen, I'm walking. I'm, I'm like, get the Johnny. And, it's, and I'm like, okay, what? All right, whatever. I don't know what no Johnny means, but okay, so, okay, so cool. My daddy's Johnny. I'll, I'll figure that piece out later. Well, okay, let me ask another question then. Who am I? What am I? And the spirits was like, man, that, no, you asking the right questions, man. Hey, that's good. Hey, that's good. Hey, let me tell you. Hey, you, you think your name James Jones, man, but no, I'm going to tell you what you really are, man. You are our voice. You are the messenger. You are to tell the stories that we can't tell. I was like, okay. All right. All right, bet. So then I started asking about my little nephew. I got a nephew named Dylan. And something happened to Dylan a couple years back that always been on my mind that Dylan at one point was was said to be, I guess you could call it brain dead. But and I saw the pictures of him in the hospital with the tubes and stuff in him. But when I looked at the picture on my phone, I said, this boy ain't nothing wrong with him. I don't know how I was able to say that at that time because none, none of this had happened to me yet. But I was able to look at that picture and I knew that nothing was wrong with Dylan. I, I could look right at the picture and I knew it. So I was like... Well, well, why y'all crying? Ain't nothing wrong with Dylan. And now here he is in the hospital, intensive care, tubes all in him, everything. And I'm looking at the picture like there's nothing wrong with this boy. So I asked the spirits. I said, okay, let me ask y'all something. That time when my little nephew was in the hospital with all the all them tubes in him and he was said to be dead. Hey, what happened to him at that point? And it was like, yeah, ain't nothing wrong with him. You was right. His spirit had to leave his body. He had to go do something. So I'm like, okay, well, what do he have to go do? And I never got an answer. So I'm like, okay, uh, all right, fine. And y'all, maybe I ain't, I ain't supposed to know right now. But I always, been, and still to this very day, right now, it's July the 20th, 2018, and I'm sitting out here recording this. I still think to this day, Dylan knew what he was doing. Uh, he just, uh, I don't think he's able to voice it yet, or maybe he ain't old enough yet. His spirit ain't woke up yet, or the spirit ain't returned back to him yet. But whatever, uh, you know, at that time when it happened to him, it knew exactly what it was doing. And I'm going to find that out later. I, I just have the feeling I know I'm going to find out later. Now, I got another niece. Her name is Anias. Something is definitely up with Anias. I can't quite call it yet, but I know that whatever spirit, energy, form, source is inside of her is the strongest this planet has seen yet. I don't know exactly what she was brought back here to do. But when she realizes what she is and, 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 and she accepts it, it's, a ga it's game over. It is game over. I, I, I don't, it's not, I, that's not for the bad. I know it's for the good. I just don't know what it is she's supposed to do. But I, I do believe that my mission, my purpose in life 
was shifted. Well, not shifted. I just understood it better that my purpose in life was to motivate spirits. My job is to motivate the spirit inside of you and wake you up. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. And I do it with all the assistance from the spirits and the ancestors that talk to me. And I take their words, turn it into poem, poetry form, and I just spit it and let it go. I don't got to worry about who it affects, who it touches, how it touches them. I just got to take the energy inside of me and deliver those words. That's all I got to do and, I, and done. That's it. I don't got to worry about nothing else. Everything can fall apart in my life. If I do that, I'm straight. I know that for sure. And uh, I don't know what exactly what Anaya's mission is, but I do know that my purpose with, with, with doing my thing with the poetry, with poems, will guide them to do what it is they're supposed to be doing. That's why I know I got to do what I got to do now. Fast forward to right now, current day, I'm, I'm still in the Marines. And I'm at 17 years, and one of the things I always wanted to do was I just wanted to make it to 20 years. I want to make it to 20. So that's, I guess, I don't know if we're going to call that an excuse as to why I ain't putting out the poetry or, or, or studying the poetry the way I know I'm supposed to be doing. But I really want to make it to 20. But I'm also doing the bare minimum while I'm in here right now. I don't care about this no more. I used to really, really, really love uh, back when I was, you know, in artillery and, 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 and being a section chief and running that howitzer, that M1908 gun, like, man, I was on top of the world. Man, my gun section was tight. I could shoot off, uh, you know, 155 rounds, the fastest, the safest, the quickest. My gun was organized. I, I was, man, you couldn't touch me. Then I became a drill instructor. Man, I love running them recruits, you know, teaching knowledge. That, I, if anybody knows me, you know, they know I wasn't no, like, malicious hat. I wasn't out hitting cats. I wasn't like hurting nobody, none of that. I just wanted to kick knowledge. That's it. I don't know why, but I know I was the tightest at knowledge. Can nobody touch me in knowledge? Except, well, one of my, my boys, Stewie, but you know, he cheated or something. Oh, well, no, 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 he didn't cheat. Once, uh, one of my recruits messed something up on a 50 question test and he beat me and they were talking all that trash. But I was so fired up about that. I was like, yo, you never ever touch me again. But that was just, you know, it was something in me that wanted to come up with ways to get these recruits to know the knowledge and and that was again everything was preparing me for what i'm supposed to be doing which is kicking out the I, it's like i took the, the drill field with knowledge and turned it into poetry that's really what i was doing i just didn't know it um so i'm out here right now on the dock just walking and talking to myself i'm really recording myself and i'm listening to les brown and, uh, you know, I like listening to him because uh, I know he doing what he supposed to be doing. Like, that's crazy the way life works. You know, the creator, the energy source, whatever you want to call it, got him doing what he supposed to be doing, which in turn motivates me to make me do what I got to do, what I'm supposed to be doing. And if I do what I'm supposed to be doing, it's going to motivate others to do what they're supposed to be doing. And if everybody do what they're supposed to be doing, man, we'll be straight. But there is, you know, there's positive energy out here and there's negative energy out here. You got to have both. And I know my energy is positive, and my job is to continue to push my positive energy out to try to knock out some of this negative energy. I can't get it all by myself. I can't. But I will knock out a whole lot of it. I know that for sure. Uh, and, um, you know, hopefully I can inspire others to do their positive energy so they can assist with knocking out more negative energy. Um, but, again, it's kind of like... 
it's kind of like a vicious cycle because we have to have both. You got to have it. Now, I don't, that's, that's, that's crazy saying that, you know, here I am trying to spread positive energy. And I understand and I know for sure that we got to have negative energy. And there are people out here that are going to be great at doing their thing about spreading negative energy. So I got to be great at spreading positive energy so we can balance this thing out. We can't let the negative win. The negative can't let the positive win. So to those of you that, that if I even decide to share this, if you know you're supposed to be spreading positive energy, do what you're supposed to be doing and knock the hell out that negative energy. Kill it. Or well, I can't say kill it because I know that ain't going to work, but let's neutralize it. Suppress it. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking military terms, and I don't even like being in this thing no more because we all about killing, and I ain't about that no more. I ain't want to do it no more. I just want to assist with spreading, spreading this positive energy with my words. And uh, that's, that's pretty much it. I'm just out here rambling, running my mouth. I don't know if this thing got recorded or not, but... I'm out.